everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Third Shot Podcast. Before we jump into it, we want to make sure that you click follow or subscribe wherever you're listening or watching so that you don't miss any future episodes. You can also take it a step further and follow us on social media. We're on Instagram and Facebook at Third Shot Podcast. We're also on X at Third Shot Pod. And now we can get into it and grab our glasses, do a little toast to kick off the show. Cheers. You know, one thing um, for our audience, if there's a topic that you guys, you know, want us to cover or you want us to interview somebody around that topic, please, you know, reach out to us and let us know. We're always looking for entertaining uh, all of you. So if there's a topic you want us to, to delve into, let us know. Yeah, exactly. We yeah. love love to hear from everybody, any suggestions, or maybe you are the one who wants to be on our show to entertain everybody else. So hit us up. Exactly. Yeah. Got to bring the, the A game, right? If you're going <laughs> to be a guest, you got to bring that personality, it's, which actually is interesting. Do you Both of you, obviously all three of us listen to podcasts. Like what mm-hmm. do you guys listen to? What's entertaining to you on a podcast? Ooh, well, I've got a, a couple of go-tos aside from Third Shot Podcast. Like that's number one on my list. Mm-hmm, sure. And then I have a true crime podcast that I listen to. It's called Morbid. And my sister kind of got me on it because she makes yeah. a lot of commutes throughout her day. And so she was like, you know, I found this podcast that you would probably really like. And they just tell all different types of stories. Um whether it was in America, Canada, like all over the world, they cover different um, kind of, I mean, it is morbid, but murders throughout the decades. <laughs> These are real, the real crime, right? These are they actual are. murders. Wow. Yep. Mm. Wow. So it's definitely entertaining, a little bit spooky if it's nighttime, uh, but it definitely, you know, Auntie and I are on the same page when with the, the true crime. Yes, yes. <laughs> She doesn't want she doesn't listen to true crime podcasts because she's like on I think what's it called the ID channel? Is that is that yes. uh, yeah? And then <laughs> Netflix has a bunch of series on true crime stuff. Yeah, she's she loves it. She loves yeah. it. it. It makes me worried a little bit because she's really figured out how to be a fantastic killer and not get caught. <laughs> she figured this out, right? And and it really worried me when I went up and I, I saw what she was watching one day. It was Wives with knives. Mm. I'm like, oh, I've seen that. <laughs> oh, wait a yeah. second. Hide the knives in the house. What, what are you watching this for? This is awful. <laughs> uh, for me, I, you know, I, I've, I've gone in and out of true crime pod- podcasts. There was that one, uh, serial, the, the one that came out, it was like that guy that was like in prison that, uh, you know, I ended up like they they let him go. Like that one was fantastic. They'll listen to the whole series on that. I, I do kind of like these podcasts with the beginning, middle, and end. You know, it's like it's a it's a set season just about one topic, and you can just oh. deep dive into it. Like that's kind of fun. I do like that. Um, but uh I think my favorite podcast is there's this business podcast, uh DIY for business. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um but <laughs> 
that would be the podcast that uh, I listen to the most. Next, tell to, me more uh, about this podcast. <laughs> Who, who's, who's on this podcast? And so what do they talk about? Yeah, that's fascinating. <laughs> um, yeah, of course. You know, Greg and I we host the, the the DIY for business. That's a lot of fun. I think that that's yeah. a you know a great one. We get to deep dive into business with people. Um, so you know, shameless plug there for our own podcast. Um, <laughs> the other one, you know, like. I like the Team Coco podcasts, Conan O'Brien's various podcasts that that, really? uh, that he has put out. Like Conan Larry. O'Brien needs a friend, and some of the other stuff that he's put out. Like I don't know why, but lately, like the last month, I've been really getting into those and listening to a bunch of those podcasts. So I'm all over the place. Yeah, did you, I? I just happened to that made me think about um, Jim Carrey. Just had his fiftieth birthday or something like that. Mm. And he had a bunch of comedians together for dinner. And I forgot what he called it. The last laugh or, the, you know, instead of last supper. And they, anyway, hilarious. Just, nice. you know, all the comedians. Okay. There, just hilarious. Um, actually, my daughter uh, just turned me on. I was watching, I think it was called the, um, was it the fall of the house of Usher on, on Netflix? Did you, hmm. did you watch that series? No. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wonderful, wonderful series. And Mike Flanagan is the uh, writer of it. And she sent me this podcast called Scream Dreams. And what they do is they interview a bunch of people in the entertainment industry and they ask, they interview them about like what scares them and what nightmares do they have and stuff like that. Oh my gosh. So good. It is so What are some things that that maybe is just so, specific to them because they're celebrities. Okay. So, well, Mike Flanagan, you know, I, I don't know how, exactly how old he is. I think he's a little younger than I am, but he had this recurring nightmare growing up from the time he was like five years old about a Fraggle Rock episode. <laughs> Do you guys remember Fraggle Rock? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's my sister's favorite. Yeah. It's a fun you know, it's not supposed to be scary, but he said there was this one episode where the Fraggles would go into this tunnel and never return. And then finally, you know, I guess one Fraggle made it back out or something like that. But he would have this nightmare about going into this tunnel and, and it had this music that he could, he knew when he heard the music in his dream, he was going into this tunnel and it happened for years and years and years. So lo and behold one of the first movies or shorts that he made was about this killer tunnel so the nightmare he had as a kid landed up being the uh, you know the reason or the theme around his first production that he did oh wow wow that's it interesting was, it was really so the other thing that was interesting about this specific episode was and and mike flanagan didn't even realize this but they asked him, was like, how, what is fear like for you? What are you scared of? Right. And he goes, it's changed. Like before he had kids, he was scared of like, what would happen to him? Mm -hmm. And then after he had kids, he was like scared of like, what would happen to them? Right. He was like freaked out about it. Right. Like, you, like all parents, right. You, you don't want anything to happen to your kids. So he says, yeah, fears changed. And then the host of the podcast said, well, that's really interesting because that's the premise of the fall of the house of Usher because it's about the kids dying before the parents. And he goes, 
oh my gosh i've been i've written this thing five years ago i produced all this i never realized the connection you're blowing my mind right now <laughs> i'm like wow that's it's pretty Full cool circle, when the host yeah. of a podcast you know it's you know talk, talking to a guest and and makes the guest realize something profound uh that went on in their life so anyway I, I like I like those types of things where you're interviewing um, somebody that you understand kind of the motives behind why they did what they did or they created something. Mm. Uh, musicians, like how do they come up with a song or the lyrics? Right. I like, I like those types of podcasts. Do yeah, you two are, prefer podcasts that they interview somebody or that they are the ones who are doing all of the talking? Hmm. Huh. It depends. I mean, there's some there's some hosts that are just pretty darn funny and entertaining just in you know, like as like or, you know, maybe like a, a group of people or something like that, that that just get together and do a podcast. Um, I I don't know. I mean, I, I think I go towards both. I think I lean towards it depends, you know, on the on the podcast and. It's nice to hear from other people though and get some other voices in there. So the occasional guest is kind of nice, even, mm. even when it's just the the one person. Well, it, it, you know, both of our podcasts, Russ, whether it's DIY or this one, we always have guests. Right. Um, occasionally on DIY, it's just the two of us, but you know, most of the time it's it's we have guests. Do you think that? some of our audience would rather just like on this show, just the three of us talk for an, an episode about what's going on in our lives. Or do you think it's nice to always have a guest because that's what people are expecting? Wait, for me, I think it's actually kind of interesting that we do this kind of open, right? Like I'm, I'm not even, you know, I'm in the background for the rest of the show, but we do this little open, which sort of, so it's, it's almost like we've got two, two episodes in one where it's, we do get that check-in and learning about like what's going on in our lives and whatnot. And then we go do a, a guest interview. So I, I think we've got the best of both worlds here. This might be the best, greatest podcast ever. Yep. <laughs> probably, <laughs> <Yeah>. probably. <laughs> and speaking of the best podcast, you know, we are probably number one, but the number one podcast, a pickleball podcast in the UK is called everything but the kitchen dink very clever mm -hmm. love that um and uh, bridgie and i were lucky enough to be on their show a couple of months ago two or three months ago now and we've been trying to get the two hosts um but finally we we're able to coordinate it's not easy with all these different time zones but rob and andy host of everything but the kitchen dink will be joining us to talk about their amazing podcast super hilarious and informative so come on back and meet rob and andy thanks a lot for hanging out during that quick break we always appreciate all the support that you're providing us on social media our instagram accounts facebook accounts youtube x all of those keep looking us up at third shot podcast except for on x third shot pod um and give us those five stars that helps us so much so thank you so much and bridgie and i are really really excited 
because we got two guys, Rob and Andy, who are the hosts of the number one pickleball podcast in the UK, Everything But the Kitchen Dink. Welcome, guys. Oh, thank you so much. Lovely to be here. I'm so honored to be, you know, we're both honored to be guests. Well, we're very lucky to have the two of you. And before we jump into our questions, we are going to do a little toast to being the number one podcast in England. That's amazing. Whoa, thank you. That that is. Is. Cheers, Cheers. Congratulations. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Oh, delicious. Yes, oh, it is. I won't tell you what was in it. <laughs> uh, I just want to say I love you all. <laughs> I heard a little bit that um, there may have been some pre-gaming before this. There was a bit of pre-gaming. Yes. Well, it's yeah. third shot, so that was our third shot. <laughs> oh, then we're gonna have to go. We're gonna go level up. We're gonna go fourth, fifth shot. Oh. Some we're gonna get. We're gonna get a higher than third shot today. Spinning a little now. <laughs> <laughs> so, the two of you, your partnership is on the court, but also off of the court with your podcast. But how did the two of you meet? Were you longtime friends, or did pickleball bring the two of you together? Do you want to answer that one? I mean, long time is an understatement. I, I think, I mean, the very first time is we both had uh, Black Labradors. That was the very first time. Gosh, that was a well, long I, time. Well, I knew yeah. Robert from, we're both from the same community in Manchester. So I'd known Robert, but we became friends when our wives, of course, the wives control everything. Our wives became <laughs> friends. <laughs> friends. Um, and we had we used to go and visit each other with the dogs and they didn't live far away. And then they moved on to oh, they moved where we live now and we moved on soon after and that that was it. Anything competitive we could find, we have done together as yeah. a team. So the friendship goes back what, twenty five years? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Is it twenty five? Yeah, I guess wow, so. Yeah. 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 What wow. are some of the competitive things that you two have done? Generally it always involved sitting on a couch. <laughs> with an xbox controller though. yeah yeah uh, but we have played like table tennis on holidays and things like that yeah so we go away yeah. together and and we play table tennis on cruises and we'd always enter the competitions beanbag toss you know anything that's going yeah, with. yeah. <laughs> i love that as well i love the beanbag toss we call it cornhole over here Does oh, okay. Call... right okay cornhole yeah, yeah. so um, when so, did the yeah. two of you start playing pickleball together I'll let you answer. Right. Well, the story is that um, about two years ago, I was on a cruise and <clears throat> basically saw, you know how you get like the, the itinerary of what's going on on the ship. I don't know if you know, but they give an itinerary. Um, they have this thing called pickleball. So I was like, what the hell is pickleball? I've never heard of it. <laughs> so we went down and I said, I'm here to play pickleball. And they gave us these paddles and a ball. And they basically said, the court's over there. Off you go. And I was like, okay. So we got on the court. There was no one else there. And my wife and the kids, we basically hit this ball over a net. And it just was, you know, when something just feels right, it just felt so nice. And yeah, it's hard to explain. So I thought, I love this. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know the rules. But when I go home, I'm going to Google pickleball and find a club. And that's how I, what I did. And um, I came home. I found my nearest club and I just went and turned up on my own and they were very welcoming there. Uh, and that's how my story began. Um, after that, I sort of said to Andy, uh, I've started playing pickleball. He said, yeah, right, whatever. Uh, <laughs> we actually used to make fun of you. They used to, yeah, they used to make fun of me. 
you know, pickleball, pickle small, whatever. And then I don't know how you ended up coming one. I think you talked about it so much. And I thought it's coming up to, I think it was coming up to Christmas time. And, you know, you always do new things in the new year. So I thought, you know what? I was yeah, actually, yeah. It, was, it was during COVID and I was, I was going to America in January. And I said, after I come back, I'll do it. And so I did. And then you were hooked. But I would never, Robert was the brave one. He went and did it on his own. I would never do that. So I had, I had Robert was my safety net. Yeah. I guess well, how so. long did it take you, Andy, to fall in love with it? I mean, I, I went for this first session and it, and it was hard because obviously there was, a, there was a whole range of skill levels there. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the camaraderie immediately, everybody. And then everybody was coming up to me at the end saying, are you coming back? And, you know, I said, you know, of course. I mean, in those days, yeah. in the early stages, then I'm, I somewhat miss those because they're not the stages where you say, I'm done with pickleball. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's quite raw and, and almost enjoyable in those days. Not that I don't enjoy it now, but there was no stress then. Right. Um, Okay. So I, I enjoyed it immediately, and I was, you know, it got to the point where if Robert couldn't go, I would go on my own. And it's interesting. You know, I loved it because the first time I went to play, and I just turned up after I'd played, and I came away. I was thinking to myself, I don't think I'm going to ever go back again. I think, you know, <laughs> it was good, but you know, it's it was just so complicated with the scoring and everything seemed so difficult. And then I thought to myself, you know what, I will go back, give it another go, and I went back and. You know, I absolutely am. Well, I've been addicted ever since now. Yeah. And it's not just Andy. I've had other other friends now who have sort of come into playing pickleball. So I'm spreading the love. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good. So I'm kind of curious because you said about two years ago you started playing. Have you noticed that at the club that you're playing at or within your community that there's a huge growth in popularity? Because here, like, I think 2020 kind of marks the point of like when we had our explosion of pickleball and it's only grown since, is it kind of similar over there too? Yeah, I'd say um, probably not as much as in the States, but I get Facebook messages, emails and calls probably a couple of times a week now to say, can we come and play? Where do we play? And unfortunately, because we have our own club now, it's more of an advanced club. Um, and we find it very difficult here to get courts and things like that. So I have to sort of advise people that are just beginning uh, and send them to another club that I know will take people on, uh, which is more of a beginner's club. So we are getting interest more than we ever did. Are we up to the stage of America? Nowhere near no, at the moment. We're, nowhere near. We're probably 5% of what America is. But yeah, um, the, the weather kills us here. So we're competing for space indoor. There are no pickleball. There, are, I mean, there are, there's probably one facility that just opened with three courts, which is about two hours away. Yeah. Um, wow. But there are no real, other than that, there's no real pickleball facilities. We struggle because obviously we don't get the weather here. So everything's indoors, but we're competing with five-a-side football, uh, basketball, table tennis. You know, the hall's used for everything. We have multi-lines on the court. It's not like we have clear pickleball lines. Yeah, so we have to tape a kitchen line down as well. Yeah, so we really do struggle here for indoor space. You know, America is a lot bigger, um, so real estate over there is, is easier found than over I mean, here. Also, when the original club we started at, we, we then found that over time, the skill levels were widening between the top and the bottom. So you had the good players didn't want to play with the, the newer players. 
mm-hmm. and but the newer players wanted to play to get better. So it became a real problem in the club. Um, so that's why we left and we, we set one up more local to ourselves. But our, our initial plan was to have new players and train people up and we just haven't got the space for it. So do you feel that the limitations on facilities is going to limit the growth of the sport in the UK? Well, yes. In, in a nutshell, yes, because, you know, there's only so many places we can actually play indoor here. Uh, most of those are schools um, who have a sports hall. Uh, we don't have, you know, we're not vast here with lands and stuff where we can go and build a pickleball centre. If we want to make it, I mean, our dream is to open a pickleball centre over here, but it's so expensive uh, to do that that and we just can't do it. Can if we? anybody, any of your listeners yeah. are thinking, you know, the demand, let me tell you, the demand is huge. We could open one in Manchester here. Oh, yeah, be full and every and day. It be full every day and people will be joining. And Manchester's quite a, a big city, as in Greater Manchester. There are lots of, uh, it's a huge uh, population. Um, and, I, and I think people would travel, you know, people travel to our club on a Tuesday and Thursday now, an hour away. Um, wow. So if anybody's listening and wants to get in the yeah. UK market, you know, I'm hoping that once somebody builds a franchise pickleball centre, I'm hoping that'll start the ball rolling. Because there are lots of, you know, I mean, who's playing badminton anymore and tennis is not massive here because of the weather and it's very elitist you've got to be paying you know 100 pounds a month to a a tennis club to play so there is a market here there is but the problem we do have is the rent and the rates here are so expensive to have an 8,000 square foot place um that's what's basically putting people off at the moment you know Mm -hmm. I hear that offer and I see Uncle's face and he's sitting over there with his... My brain his is just going, how do I make this happen with you guys? Let's Please. How you yeah. 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 partner up. Yeah. Oh, my Please goodness. Do. Well, I read an article um, that six friends in America built a pickleball place, didn't they? I, it came up on one of my feeds that six friends got together and they opened this massive pickleball place in the States. You know, we need yeah. to do that here. Okay. Yeah, they're popping up all over, and I think we'll book book our flights. Yeah. Get us over Absolutely. there. <laughs> the thing is, I think the first person that does it properly over here, they're the ones that are going to win because, you know, they'll fill it every day. Yeah, you put nine, ten courts in there, it is going to be yeah full all the time because yeah. there's nothing else. Yeah, hmm. we struggle. Right. Well, when Bridgie and I come over for the English Open, we're going to start uh, scouting real estate. Oh, yeah. that'd be amazing. Oh, wow. I'd love you to come over wow. for that. Well, you'll have to stay in Manchester for a week beforehand. Okay. Yeah. Deal. Yeah. That's yeah. Deal. Don't twist our arms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just bring an umbrella, that's all. <laughs> so you two have been playing together for quite some time now. Um, when did you decide to do a podcast? Like, What sparked that idea? Have, do you know what? Are you a podcaster? We, we've been discussing doing a podcast for probably five years. Not about pickleball, but we just wanted to do a podcast. Okay. And we never found the right thing for us to actually do now until pickleball came about. And then it was just a natural progression of, okay, this is it. We're going to do a podcast now. We can talk about pickleball all day long because we're so passionate about it. And it was just, yeah. Was, I mean, we were talking about it all day, every day. Yeah. And then our original club, we used to drive an hour and drive an hour back. So 
it was all we would talk about and we would just constantly be laughing with each other <laughs> yeah. so it was just really a natural progression we've not had any broadcasting experience but we thought what the hell you know we'll we'll be open and honest and i think we're different to most podcasts out there because we have a laugh with we're not you know very straight laced you know we talk about all topics we talk about our lives and we just we enjoy talk about it. the journey which yeah. people can relate to and you know if if you want to come and get technical advice and how to play you can get that anywhere right so we just want people to have it we just want to have a laugh really yeah yeah, yeah. and you share the joy of the game the yeah, you know exactly. and, and, and the pain. it's kind of what bridging and i do and i think that's why the four of us have really bonded because exactly. yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. you were nice enough to um, have us on your show uh, a couple of months ago. Yeah. And uh, you know, we've been trying to get you on our show for, for the longest time. I, I'm just curious, like you have a number of guests. Is there anybody that stands out besides Bridget and I, obviously, but is there anybody obviously. that stands out that was like really fun that you really enjoyed talking to, or you learned a lot? Yeah. Absolutely. Straight, yes. straight yes. away, there is one person who I love talking to. We've had her on a few times, and that is Lee Whitwell. Um, I don't know if you've come across Lee. Uh, yeah. she, she is one hell of a character um, and a great ambassador for the sport and absolutely love talking to her. She's so funny, um, and you can have a real good laugh with her. So uh, we love getting Lee on the show. Yeah. Anyone else you can think of? Yeah, I think the, the only other one that springs to mind is... Um... Karen is Karen from yeah. she she runs pickleball England so it's obviously it's great we take our frustrations out on her you know about <laughs> lack of tournaments and she gets us and um it, you know it's great to be in there and and sort of get the scoop on some of the things coming up and and she understands us when we understand her role yes. and it's it's yeah. a totally voluntary role um and she's amazing know, she's yeah. absolutely amazing yeah. without her yeah, uh, we wouldn't be where we are today as as pickleball England. Yeah. Well, so they're the, you know, they're the two. Before we started recording this episode, we were talking um, off air about tournaments and what it's like out there. And you just mentioned that the lack of tournaments. Can you share with our guests kind of what what's going on over there in regards to tournaments and maybe what you're hoping to see that's not so much there at this time? So tournaments in the UK are quite sparse. Um, <clears throat> we have the English Open, we have the English Nationals. They're the main two in a year. Apart from that, um, we have these team events that we've been going to. which And are, they're only new. Yeah, the they're quite year. new. They, they've cropped up um, over, the, over the last year. So we've been putting a team together. It's two guys, uh, two ladies. And um, basically you play sort of as a gender and then you play uh, mixed games as well. Um, one of them was rally scoring. I don't know if you've ever played rally scoring, which is interesting because we'd not played rally scoring before, and I hate it. And there's a big, <laughs> I absolutely hate it. Why do you um, hate it? I'll tell you why I hate it because you play. I find that I play within myself because every point matters in rally scoring. It's not like you have two serves. So you mess one up, you hit the net. Okay, you've got another serve with rally scoring. You don't. The other team get the point. You hit the net. Your serves out. Whatever, they get the point. So you you end up playing a very safe game, and you play more within yourself because you don't want to make mistakes. So I think if I played rally scoring as a regular thing, I get used to it. 
But because it was just a one-off for an event, yeah. I found it very difficult. But, but then that's, that comes back to lack of tournaments where we go to these tournaments. And I was saying before we were on air that it's an open age, but also it's a kind of pressure environment that we don't have enough of. So some some of these uh, players that the clubs are fantastic and, you know, but, but we're, we, we will have a pressure situation like that and then not have one for a couple of months and not have one for another couple of months. So we need to be going to tournaments every few weeks. Mm. And, and I think that's the problem we face. And I don't think there's yeah. enough people who are willing to put the time and effort into it. Now, um, another thing is that there are loads of tournaments within Europe. Um, you know, they're cropping up all the time in Spain, you know, in Holland. In Belgium, fact, there was one. Belgium. Yeah. I'm actually doing one um, in May. I'm going, for the first time, I'm going up abroad and playing in the Dutch Open. So, oh, wow. uh, without Andy as well. So, oh, this is so, gonna... so who's going to be your doubles partner? Are you just playing singles, or what so, are you no, doing? I ha- I, no, I have a doubles partner. Um, he goes with with my good blessing because it's my daughter's twenty first. Yeah, that so, weekend. So he can make oh. it. Believe me, I thought long and hard about ditching her for a twenty first. <laughs> you can't guy. help her celebrate in Belgium. <laughs> yeah, right. Take her with you. <laughs> So he's going with my blessing. Yeah, so it's going to be an eye-opener. I'm playing with someone new and, um, you know, but it'll be interesting to see how they run things over there. Um, it'll be a different experience. Yeah. There are loads of stuff, loads of competitions happening in Europe all the time. But obviously, it's travel, it's expense, you've got to stay over, you've got flights, you know, it all adds up. So, yes, it's great, but we need more in the UK. And I'll be interested as well when Robert reports back because... I'm not convinced. I think the UK is, is ahead of any European country. So I'm not convinced that the standard will be as high as, as the uh, English Open or the English Nationals. But but that remains to be Yeah, seen. we don't know. It's an unknown at the moment. So neither of you have played outside of the UK as far as Europe goes? No. Well, we we have. We played in America because I, I, my yeah. wife's American. So I go over yeah, to Florida. Florida. But not competitively. But not competitively. Just rec play. Yeah, but we go in the summer where... Basically, you, you might as well be playing pickleball on the surface of the sun. <laughs> um, and especially as we're from a colder climate, you know, when, when it hits 70 occasionally in the summer here, we're melting, we can't yeah. sleep, it's, it's terrible. And, you know, I, I, I play there every morning and it's sort of 89 degrees at, at eight in the morning. Um, so yeah. we've had some experience with that. Robert came a couple of years ago. And he had to go and sit in the car after. I had minutes. to go and sit in the car with the AC on. It was like ridiculous. <laughs> he took me in Whoa. the hottest time of the day. He like, didn't get there till the afternoon. So we went at, at two so, in the afternoon, which is strangely enough, there were three courts. <laughs> <laughs> so, so besides the weather difference, like, did you notice a, a level of play difference between the players between UK and America? Um, I have to let you know on that because yeah. I managed one game before I was melting. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, but I, I played, that was the year before, and I went yeah, last summer, you, you and I played, played quite a lot. I went to the Diadem Centre, and the standard was really good. Um, I played with a friend who was, who was a tennis player, so he had a group of friends, and, and the standard was good. I, I felt it was really good for me. Um, but also, I'm playing people who can just go on the court and drill every morning if they want to, so their, their, their game is much better. And so I'm hoping when we go out together... Which we are doing. We're going out to the States in August, so we're going to have a real good uh, session when we're, at, yeah. when we're out there. Yeah. Are you, awesome. doing are you going to Florida? Yes. yes. Yeah. 
So I, I have to go every, I mean, it, when I say I have to, I love going there, but obviously um, my mother-in-law is there, so I have to go. Um, <laughs> so obviously I'll be playing pickleball as much as I can. <laughs> Does she not play pickleball yet, maybe? <laughs> uh, no, no, please don't mention that to her. <laughs> she might be the only one in Florida that doesn't play pickleball. I, yeah. I think everything yeah, else yeah. does. That's possible. What I love about there is that there's so many courts in these developments that you don't even live in. But if you don't have security on, you just go to the courts. You don't live there, but nobody knows. That's the beauty of it. There's so much court availability. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny to hear a different perspective on it because we like living in America are experiencing the problem of like, there's not enough courts. So you'll ask anybody that you go to here and they'll say, you know, we don't have enough facilities, but that's just because there's so many people out there who are wanting to play. Yeah. Like we, yeah. there's a complex in Vegas that has, I think 23 courts. Oh wow. It's packed all oh, the time and we can't even get on at some point. So you get like two or three games in a two hour span Wow. Um, but the competition is also really great. So, you know. Yeah. yeah. I, I think but, uh, Rob, I, Robert, I don't know if you're going to be able to enjoy that because it's 100 degrees there. I'm going to play. <laughs> Plus, I'm gonna, yeah. I said to Andy that basically I'm playing indoors at the Diadem Center. I am not going outside. But also we, we play at 7.30 in the morning. So it, it is better if, it, if it's cloud yeah, coverage, it's which in the summer there is a lot of cloud coverage. It's not so bad. Yeah, so we might play early. Yeah. We'll get a few games in. Yeah. Hopefully. Without me melting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you were saying that, my mouth was like dropping open to hear that 70 degrees is hot and melting over there because out here it gets up to like 120 and there's still oh, people God. out there playing. Well, we don't have the air conditioning in this country because we don't, we need, don't it. need it. No. So whenever we get um, a bit of heat yeah. here, we have all the fans on. It's like... You can't sleep because of the noise and the fans. Yeah, and it's you know and you turn them off. It's too, too hot. It's just yeah. it's awful. Yeah, but we don't we don't get um, that for very long, do we? No. We get a couple no. of weeks a year, and that's it. So it's not too bad. Yeah. That's so much what do you think of the, What do you think the future is and for pickleball worldwide is and and in UK specifically? I mean, I think it's. You know, we have a perspective in America, but I, I want to hear what your perspective is. And how do you think it's going to grow or do you think it's going to continue growing? I, I do. I mean, I'm, you know, more and more people I speak to, like this morning I went to, I spoke to somebody about some court availability and I mentioned it was pickable. I'm almost embarrassed to say, you know, I always say I just want a badminton court. And then they ask me what it's for and I, I'm hesitant. And then I'm, but they are saying, oh, yeah, I know what it is. And when I went down there, uh, to visit to have a look and you know they said yeah I've heard of pickleball now we weren't getting that a year ago okay. um, and I think you know Karen at Pickleball England keeps telling us that the the registrations are going up and not everybody knows about registration so it might be double what the registrations are um, but but as for the future it keeps growing but I think we need facilities we need more well without the facilities we can't grow yeah, because we're already outgrowing the sports halls that we've got here. And we find it so difficult to get courts, you know, already. So the only way forward is pickleball facilities uh, for me. That's the only way we can sort of carry on and meet the demand. 
I think also, you know, if you remember, for the Gladiator event, we were talking to people and they were saying, yeah, we play three times a week and then we have a drilling session for three hours on a Saturday. And, you know, we're crying inside because, you know, maybe it's, you know, in London, they seem to have a lot more availability. And we're almost at the mercy of some person who has the power to take it further for us. There are people, I know there are people in the background working on things and looking at opening dedicated places. So it is going to happen. It just can't happen soon enough for us, but it will happen. Uh, I would love to be the first one to do it properly over here. Um, So I'm waiting for you on call. (laughs) (laughs) No pressure. pressure. (laughs) Well, I think that you two having a podcast out there and continuing on pursuing pickleball definitely helps grow that community. And just, you know, the more popularity and people behind it, the more likely it is to happen. So hopefully uncle gets out there and opens up a pickleball facility for you all. Amazing. You'll be a millionaire if you do. Yeah. Well, (laughs) Well, you know, so seriously, so seriously, you know, what has really helped the pickleball in America is the pro tour, right? The PPA, the APP events, and those getting broadcasted on television or YouTube. I mean, they're, they're all over the place, right? You you can find them anywhere now. And I was just wondering, there's no pro tour. Yeah, we, we do have, um, we do have a pro, what do they call it? The, it's like a pickleball, Franklin pickleball. Pro, yeah. So we do have a it's pro. It's not pro as in well, it, they're it, not full time. They're not full time. They've got day jobs. Yeah. But that's the best we have at the moment. And they're actually just introducing next year a senior one over 50s, which we are hoping to get into, um, which right. will be amazing. So, you know, that'll be great for us. But, but, but that level is never going to be broadcast. And when we have the English Open, as you'll see when you come here, uh, on the Thursday before, they have a team event with international teams. And the Americans always wipe the floor with everybody, you know, 11-1, 11-0. And that's the difference between our sort of pro and their level. Yeah, it's a different standard, you know, but it is what it is. We've we've only got what we've got over here. We can't, you know, as we said before, we haven't got the luxury of drilling every night and playing every day and having the weather, (laughs) you know, so we do our best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that does make a difference. But yeah, hopefully that that pro tour comes in the senior pro because we would love to watch you. I'm sure they'd at least put it on YouTube for us to see. Oh, yeah. If you don't want to watch us, I wouldn't. Recommend <laughs> <that>. <laughs> so what do you have in store for your podcast coming up? You know, we're entering a new year. Are there any plans um, for any changes for your podcast? Well, this is our. This week will be our fiftieth episode, yeah. which is. Um, hey, congratulations! Yeah. yeah, thank you. So we're at half a century. Um, regarding changes, I think we're just going to carry on doing what we do. Uh, we, we need we need to go more on the social media. I mean, we're in our fifties. We're busy. Yeah, you know, we don't post enough. We don't publicize enough, and, and I think we probably need to do that. Yeah, and we're going to have more guests on the show. Um, we have a few lined up, so. Um, that's that's going to be good. Um, but as far as the podcast goes, I think, you know, we just enjoy doing what we do. We have a great time doing it. Yeah, we, we do. And I always think that, you know, after we've done one, I think, well, what, what am I going to say next week? And by the time <laughs> that next week comes, got loads. I, I, my notes yeah. are just full yeah. with stuff. Yeah. yeah how, so, do you come up, how do you come up with the topics or how do you find your guests? 
Well, <laughs> I feel like I'm Jerry Seinfeld. I walk around, like, obviously not with a notepad anymore because I've got my phone and I'm constantly because putting we, notes. I think in. because we spend quite a lot of time together, whenever we're in the car and we say something and we, we're laughing, <laughs> that's going in. That's going, you know. So we've always got things going on. Um, and I think that helps, you know, because we're, we're, we're together a lot. So, and we're always having a laugh. So we've always got content and there's always something happening within the week at Pickleball that we think, oh, you know what? We'll put that in. That's interesting to talk about. There's always stuff. So we don't run out. We never run out. Yeah. So for our listeners who may not have had a chance yet to listen to your podcast or to watch it because it's on YouTube, where well, we, can they- we, we yeah. You know, going back to our age, we, we started yeah. YouTube and then it sort of went by the wayside. But we will... We're going to restart it up with uh, just YouTube Shorts, basically. Um, oh, we, you know, we're just a bit terrible technical-wise. Yeah. We're not lucky enough to have a producer. <laughs> yeah. We, we are, are very, very lucky. lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we are. Send him over. <laughs> <laughs> but for everybody that wants to listen to this show, what, um, you know, what uh, podcast platforms are you on? And please tell everybody the name of the show again. Okay, so we're everything but the kitchen dink. Uh, we are on uh, Spotify and Apple. Uh, we do have an Instagram, ebtkd.podcast. Now, it took me about 50 episodes to be say able that. to say ebtkd.podcast. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's the three shots um, I've had. We do have a Facebook page as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we are going to move forward with the social media. It's just, you know, it's difficult. Um, you know, Robert's got a couple of jobs and I've got my own business. And I'm coaching so. now. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm a level two IPTPA coach as well. So I'm doing that quite a lot now. I'm so proud of him. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's just sometimes, you know, we're just so busy. We, you know, we, we watch the football here as well. So, uh, you know, that cuts into it as well. And Robert's always ill. That doesn't help. <laughs> so, you know, we, we are going to, that's our aim for 2024. Apart from being able to wear a white t shirt comfortably. Well, we're um, at 50. We want to get to 100 episodes. Yes, That's the next yeah. milestone. So we're just going to keep it going. Yeah. So everyone out there, listen to EBTKD. Yeah. yeah. If you want to have a good laugh, just give us a listen. Yeah, absolutely. I highly it encourage it. It is a great show. It yeah. is a great show. We enjoyed being on. It was so much fun. Um, oh, we so loved having you. We loved having you. We're so grateful for the connection we have with you. Yeah, honestly. absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's toast to the next 50 shows. Oh. We we oh, gotta well, we, to, we gotta do a, a, a first. We gotta do fourth shot. Okay. Yeah, we gotta we gotta do this the right way here, right? What are you guys no, drinking? You don't. Uh, we don't want to know. Uh, oh. oh really? Good stuff. <laughs> yeah, huh? we'll say we'll say whiskey, but basically it's uh it's a drink that <laughs> at the end of it our grandmothers would have had a drink of if yeah. still alive. It's oh. sherry. Okay, sherry. Sweet sherry. Sweet sherry. Well, yeah. Sweet sherry. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers so to you. Cheers, Cheers to you guys. Thank you. Can think. Wonderful show. Lovely. Oh, it's lovely. Oh, uh, so now, that was a the great way to uh, to end this episode. Uh, we really appreciate you, both of you coming on and, and making Oh, we loved it. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks it. for having us. We love you guys. Thank well, you. we love you guys too. Yeah, thank you oh, so much for you. coming on. And do let us know if you're uh, coming over to the UK. We yes. will. We will we start will. planning. <laughs> well, the, yeah. the Open has actually been announced. It's um, it's in August, but I can't remember the date now. 
Well, I, I can remember the date because it's it's my wife's fiftieth. So I've had, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh man, every yeah, every so, tournament happens on a birthday in your yes, family. Exactly. I know. So I, I, I'm sort of you know trying to be nice and and working in a couple of conversations, and I think I'll be okay. I'm I'm trying to use all my charm I've got. <laughs> um, so we'll you know I think so I'll, no I, chance, I think I'll be okay, but I won't. I, I won't be able to sleep over and it's two hours away. So I'm probably have to gonna, you know, if we get a nine o'clock start, I'll have to get up pretty early. Oh yeah. But but you know, I'd rather be there than not. Well, hopefully uh Bridgie and I can either join you, watch you, do something, but we'll definitely be talking uh through the rest of the year and definitely. Uh, figuring out how we can get over there and, and visit. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we'll have you back on as well. Oh, that'd be that'd be wonderful. Yeah, 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 yeah that'd be cool. Definitely. Good to talk to you guys. Good talking to you, and thanks yeah. again for yeah. coming on. And, and for all of our audience that's listening right now or watching on YouTube, thank you for joining us. Uh, you know, our goal is to make sure that we continue to have fantastic guests like Rob and Andy from Everything But the Kitchen Dink podcast. Please go check it out. You will definitely have a laugh. You will enjoy it. And, you know, please keep supporting us. Uh, I mentioned earlier five stars. We love the five stars. And you know what? Google does too. So please give us uh, the five stars and uh, we, you know, we'll continue to have wonderful guests like Rob and Andy, and we will continue to share our journey. Uh, you know, we want to continue to grow this pickleball community and let's just keep doing it together. So see you next time on Third Shot Podcast. <laughs>